Snotty, snotty, sniffy, sniffy. Uh. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special episode of Elevating the Genre. We're calling this one 21A. We should probably just call it 21L for Logan. Um, this is not going to be our regular just podcast. Just call it X21. X21. <laughs> Damn it. I, how did I miss that? You're a genius. Dom, that's why Dom is the smart one, ladies and gentlemen. Um, welcome to the episode. we don't know what X21 was. It was. We don't even know what that we one We don't even know which like. one that one is. That's right. It has like claws coming out of its forehead. That's my decision. It's a unicorn. Probably. It's a wolvercorn. Oh my God, the, I'm a genius. It, it was the wolvercorn. <laughs> it couldn't quite get it to work. It unarine. No, it's a unarine. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I'm way too excited about well, Unarine. I don't know why. Um, you'll have to forgive me, people. Um, that's just the mood we're in today. It is in the mood we're in today. Um, this is actually a podcast full of love. I did not expect to, to love this movie. So we are not a movie-reviewing podcast, ladies and gentlemen, most of the time. Mm. But uh, we're going we're gonna to do it, damn it, because we had a Wolverine podcast, and uh, I, love the, I love me some Wolverine. Uh, it's super important to me in my past and my geekiness. Um, yeah. So we're going to do it. We do an episode t- uh, t- 21LX, XL, t- X, 21X, <laughs> XXL. XXL, right? Now we're getting. Now we're well, just getting ridiculous. Yeah. All right. So uh, so we're going to throw out the whole structure and we're just going to dive right in. Uh, this one uh, also, I think this episode yeah. will be a little bit shorter. So, yeah. Dom. And just for context, we've been waiting yes. for an X Men movie that was worth talking about Thank for a you. long time. Excellent. So, point. hence this special occasion. We talk about them in multiple episodes, but usually we're complaining. Yes. So we'll have a now we have a different angle to go at it. So yeah, at least it, I do. It deserves the time. It does. It does. It is. I think that is a fantastic point. It is the first, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, clearly the first X Men movie worth the the film. It's not printed on because it's probably all digital. But whatever. Um, yeah. So I guess okay. we'll just start with <laughs> sort of overall impressions uh dom you you saw it more recently than i have uh what what, what's your uh what's burning in your brain well i saw it yeah on a saturday afternoon and Mm. um this is great because i'll get to go into all my notes on it which i did not get to include in my yum yum f review which you're welcome Ah, to go yes read but check that out the yum yum f review it's like four or five people talking if you make every single point it turns into a novel yep so now i think i get to consult my other points which are not made um um um, in uh, a, a lot of feelings. This is a general point. Um, at first, I thought it was kind of grim and slow. <laughs> and then I thought they were going, and then I thought they were consciously going for this kind of 70s movie mm-hmm. pace of like the road movie, like I said, you know. Um, Badlands, or even Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Just venturing slowly towards the goal. And I I dug that. And cool. Um and they were and and I came to really like that they were crotchety old dudes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that brought something that brought something new. Yeah. No, totally. I mean I think and uh, and people we're, we'll go ahead we're gonna talk spoilers all the time so whatever um mm-hmm. so let's come back and listen to us later if you don't want if you haven't seen the movie um or don't want to be spoiled i yeah i mean 
I really enjoyed the tone of this flick. Um, I was, I just loved the, I did love the pace of it. Um, I thought, you know, I thought at the beginning it was a little bit, look, we can be as violent as we want to be and we get, everybody gets to say fuck a little too much. And like, that was a little bit like, "Eh," but that's fine. I mean, like, whatever. Um, They're sort of flaunting their R rating and and that's fine. And I could, I could give a shit. I mean, and I could probably do without Wolverine. For the first time I see Wolverine put his claws through somebody's fucking face like i'm not sure i needed it to be to for the movie to start with wolverine just massacring cholos on the side of the road like i'm not sure why it had not necessarily to be that. i'm not sure why it had to be that thing again i'm being nitpicky here um that's one yeah. thing i could do without but um i you know this is it i mean this is the depiction of wolverine that i always wanted in my head right because the comic books particularly the 80s around the comics were still constrained by the comics code authority um, and you know, Wolverine is a fucking, he's a quote unquote superhero whose whole thing is <laughs> knives, right? Like knives yeah. in people's bodies. And that's yeah. just brutal no matter how you cut it. And obviously when the nineties came along and the comics code sort of just faded away, it didn't, it didn't actually go anywhere, but it faded away because it was always a, a, a self-censorship process that everybody just stopped paying attention to. You got a little bit more, you know, super violent Wolverine stuff. So when we got to the movies and it was always this PG-13 sort of cutaway nonsense or claws going into bodies with no blood or whatever, you know, I was literally shocked in the theater. I was like, I I didn't, I mean, also, I don't, I don't really pay attention to ratings here in Europe. So it it got like a 16 plus, (laughs) which is basically the equivalent of an R, I guess, in the States. So I didn't, I was not expecting Wolverine to shove his, his claws right through somebody's face, like literally in, in, in minute, you know, 80 seconds into the movie. Um, and, uh, I'm, but it makes sense and it works. I mean, that's the thing, the, the hyper violence finally lands with this character. It finally means something. It finally goes somewhere. It's finally a real character beat because it's not just Hugh Jackman sort of straining his neck muscles and yelling a lot. And then someone sort of, and him swinging his arms and someone falls down, like yeah. it finally matters because we can see it, um, and yeah. you get to see and feel how just brutal of a quote unquote superpower this guy has. Like this is not nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a nice thing to shove your claws into someone's chest or body or leg or limb or face. Oh right, no, it's all it's all uncomfortable for <laughs> for everyone involved. Yeah. For everyone involved, and and it finally made it finally brought that brought that at least brought that aspect of the character out I think and, and I guess maybe for people who are not as used to um, you know I'm a horror fan and, and you know yes I, I, I admit there are plenty of movies particularly in my past that I watch just because hey look buckets of blood that's fun and it's exciting sometimes when you're when you're coming at things like you know uh, Peter Jackson's brain dead or, or <clears throat> other things that I think about that you literally just turn on for the gore because there's gore um, so maybe people who are less desensitized to that stuff got that aspect of Wolverine from the other movies but I don't recall anybody ever talking about it um, so I don't know it was always something that was missing from his his other depictions um, on screen pour yes. moi um, for me I don't know how you felt about it what do you think about the level of violence in this flick um, it was like it was <laughs> it was a weird process because you always knew that that was there in the comic book so it's like you right. could, one could not be surprised but one could be, I don't know, this is like some deep psychological twisting here. One was happy to see that yes. level of blood confirmed. Yes. 
by what we knew existed in the comics, even though there's certainly some kind of weird, <laughs> uh, some sort of weird sadistic impulse going on there. No, for sure. I really wanted it to be the realistic amount of gore that would happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, but yes, I was desensitized enough that mm. I didn't. It didn't bother me on any hyper violence level. Mm. It was, <laughs> I was like, fine. <laughs> yes. It's good that that's happening. I'm, what, I'm resisting saying I, how happy I was. <laughs> yes, right. I'm I mean, resisting I, saying that I was really happy to see people slice through in half because that's not exactly what I'm saying. I'm well, because saying was... well, because what it is is it's it's the, the other depiction again in the in in the other movies is is a denial of the basic character, right? Which is that. Yes. This guy has knives yeah. coming out of his hands, and if I'm in a movie and the guy's supposed to be slicing people up, and we don't see him yeah. slice anyone, actually slice anyone up, yeah. It, yeah. it for me, it is a massive disconnect in terms of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It completely sure. pulls me out of the film. It completely just doesn't like it doesn't make the character mean anything to me. I know this is extreme, yeah. and again, I'm not. I'm, I'm on record multiple times now as not being a, a fan of the, the the filmed Wolverine, and this and this is really why. Um, one of the main reasons, at least, uh, is why because it's just Hugh Jackman yelling a lot, which is fine. Hugh Jackman yes. yells beautifully, and he's got a beautiful neck muscles, and I'm happy to see him shirtless and 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 spattered with a little bit of blood here and there and shit like, you know, a couple of the X Men movies or the Wolverine um, or whatever. But it's just uh, this is like. The violence lands. It has meaning. It moves the story forward. It moves the character somewhere. It's great. Yes. Um, and and I also yeah. think, oh, it just ends up being important that they make it a little bit weird by having a little girl do it <laughs> too. Let's talk I about X twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. If they had just if if they had gone they had uh, again in the source material, I mean. Uh, if, if we're saying Old Man Logan in the comics is one of the prime source materials, there are a couple source materials for the story. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty man-driven. Old Man yep. Logan, his partner, is Hawkeye. And they go around right. the country tearing shit up. If right. it had just been like a very classically alpha dudes killing yeah. each other violently thing, that might have worn old. Yes. But then in the middle, they introduced this adorable little girl. Adorable? <laughs> is that really the She's adjective so you're going adorable. with? adorable. <laughs> and then she starts jumping around like Yoda and slicing the shit out of people. And it's fucking horrifyingly weird and, you know, cognitive disconnect in just every way. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know. For, for one thing, has there ever been a child character who did, did that many knife murders in yeah, okay movie. not knife know. murders actually because i want to bring this up i do want to compare her to hit girl um from okay from, see that one? sorry hit girl that's from um uh, uh, uh not kick ass from kick ass yeah okay okay yeah Be similar concept okay because in kick ass it it really bothered me um for a variety of reasons one in kick ass the movie at least i haven't read the comics it's kind of played for laughs here and there and they try to make mm. it um then they try to pull the rug out in front of you and then try to show her as like a, a burgeoning psychopath. But then by the end mm. of the movie, they turn it back into a joke that subverts the whole mm. character and subverts their own point. Now, I never bothered to see Kick-Ass mm -hmm. 2, so I don't know where that... Probably all right. <laughs> yeah, that, from what I understand, nobody liked it. So I don't know. So I don't know where that went. So, But when she showed up, because from my understanding, and I've, I've uh, full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen, I have never read a single X-23 comic where that character actually appears. I, was, I went and I did my little research, but she's clearly depicted as like at least a late teen. Am I crazy in the 
in oh, the, yeah, in yeah, the no, comics. She's not, she's not a kid. She's not, she's a, not kid. a kid. In the so, comics. <clears throat> I don't know why for me, I think there's a, a little bit more of an interest. I think they went younger because, again, I think Hollywood has a lack of imagination that, like, we couldn't, they didn't trust us to see Wolverine develop a sort of a father relationship with a teenager, right? Um, <laughs> probably not. Right, probably not. So they went younger, which I think skews it bad in one way and skews it kind of brilliant in another. Brilliant in the sense that, like, yes, we've got this crazy Yoda, like, okay, do we want to see this girl stick her foot claw through people's upper jaw? The answer is yes. Um, but at the same time, like, <laughs> what does that mean? And, like, I also happen to think it, the last line at – Wolverine's death before the whole though this is what it feels like which is really powerful like don't become what they made you or don't let them turn you into what Mm -hmm. they made you Mm -hmm. I don't know for me telling an eight-year-old that just doesn't make any sense because they have so much life ahead of them like like that would land so much heavier if she was 16 you know what I mean like like I do get the idea that this feral chick is just this feral child right now and doesn't really have much of a choice right she just does what she does so I just I'm so I don't know. I think it, that personally, again, for me, this is this is just for me. I think it might have landed harder if if she was fifteen or sixteen. But again, you're also talking to somebody who loved the Kitty Pride Wolverine relationship, and Kitty Pride was like mm-hmm. fifteen. And I I just think there's more cognitive um, development in that kid, and that kid has to make choices and all this other stuff. So I would have appreciated her aged up. Um, um, but that you know, again, I'm fine. Also, I'm fine because that actress was. Amaze balls. Um, she was pretty good. I think she was great. Yeah, I think. I mean, to to your point, like, um, I I I I would have felt weirder about it if she was not a very engaging mm-hmm. actor, very a very intense performer. She she sold me on it. Often, I'm the guy who hates the kid actor. By the way, mm. I don't like kid actor in any Spielberg movies. All that stuff. Yeah. I think they. Always find a way to find a useless whiny kid who you're not really interested in whether they get eaten or not. <laughs> okay. And that ruins the whole, you know, that ruins your whole in- enjoyment of the thing. Except for Hugh Kwan. That... Oh, you mean except for what's his face? And is, Short Round? Are you talking about Goonies or? Oh, yeah, no, oh. Just, uh, Short Round is a totally different category. Okay. All right. Which... Fine. Okay. So, just making sure. Just making sure. Cause, yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Because I'm talking about the kids like in E.T. or like the yeah. kids in Jurassic Park. Like, I don't really sure. care about those Yeah, kids. no, nobody cares about that. But X-23, um, as she's, as she's revised first movie, I think, yeah, they, they by making a real old kid, first they get this iconographic thing of just like, you right. know, the old guy and a little child stumbling on a journey. That's a very classic sort of image. Right. And because she's intense... Yeah. With her stare, she can fucking hold down the scenes. Yeah. And if she'd been a teenager, yeah, it would have. It just would have been different. It possibly mm-hmm. might have been even more silly with this kind of like teen fury lashing out, killing people. I know there was just something about the smallness of her and the yeah. very infantile rage expressed as actually killing people. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's pretty terrifying. I mean, it's the more I think about it, the more it's scared. And I really need to rewatch this film to probably really process my, yes. uh, my feelings on, on X 23, uh, which I hope to do soon. Um, but I totally get you. Um, I mean, <clears throat> so you mentioned the road movie and stuff like this. I mean, we can't get away from Westerns obviously. Right. And, the heavy handedness they had to do with like showing us half of Shane in the goddamn, um, <laughs> goddamn hotel room. Yes. Um, yeah. and sort of the, 
yeah and they and the parallels they're clearly trying to draw the callback the, the, she quotes she quotes shane at the end at very the end, end which at, i had to look that up and it's like like ah, wow yeah and again there's an interesting that's, again that's that's, that's poetic what, i didn't yeah and that there's a and for those that maybe don't know shane shane sort of definitely spends a certain amount of time exploring this gunfighter who's a, who's a straight up killer um and his relationship to this young boy, right? Um, and that's part of the film. And at the end of the movie, spoilers for fucking Shane. But definitely, <laughs> Shane is definitely in the realm of fuck you spoilers for elevating the genre. Um, there's a there's that speech at the end where he gives, and it's in the movie, so it's not too much of a spoiler. And then he can't, Shane can't stay because he's mm-hmm. a fucking murderer, right? He can't join society and marry this woman and be this boy's father because he's a straight up murderer and he, they acknowledge that in that movie and he you know rides another it's one of these ironic ride off into the sunset with the kid screaming Shane right after him trying to get him to stay and he won't so again they're setting up a lot they're using that as sort I don't know I feel like we need a new name for this because it happens a lot it's <laughs> like a like a meta foreshadowing or a pop culture foreshadowing I feel like we need to come up with a name for cuz I do feel like it's it's not just a you know the Shane in this movie is not just a reference right it's it's used as narrative foreshadowing if you know Shane right like yes. it's it's foreshadowing the end of the film so what is that is it like do we have to call that like pop culture foreshadowing referential foreshadowing like uh, oh yeah there should there should be a word for that and it's <laughs> yeah but I think it's I mean I think it's merely a cheat of like we're gonna introduce this real story yeah. to to con- basically to convince you that we too are making a real story. I think it's kind of a cheap <laughs> trick. My, yeah, no, you know, I think it's, it's like, I think it's a like, garbage anytime trick. Anytime you yeah. say, "Oh, this is just like Romeo and Juliet," then at least your brain organizes the plot points to the point where, "Oh, okay, this is gonna be." Ro- oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, it's not it, just random. Yeah, um, and, and I think it's well. I, in that case, I think it was well chosen. You know, the more I'm talking about this, the more I like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's well chosen because the Western motif and that yeah. kind of uh, yeah weirdly. You know, amoral and yet highly, uh, you know, highly honorable stories. Those sure. weird Western stories. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Because they're completely Wolverine. They're just yeah. like. And the thing uh, about the thing about and something we've never actually talked about in reference to Wolverine in any of the other podcasts, even in the Wolverine podcast, which we should have brought up, which is the stranger archetype, right? Mm-hmm. Which I mean, by this point, obviously, seventeen years in, Wolverine is. <laughs> Uh, particularly the Hugh Jackman Wolverine is not that anymore. But like when mm-hmm. Wolverine is introduced in the comics, he's a man without a past, right? He doesn't he mm-hmm. doesn't even know who he is, right? And part of the hook is the reason Wolverine even joins the X Men is because Charles Xavier says, "Hey, I can help you figure out who the hell you are," right? Um, right. In good old giant size number one. Um, so. And the Western, and again, maybe this is too deep structure for people who don't, whatever, but I doubt it. You know, the Westerns, particularly a lot of the Clint Eastwood Westerns, are <clears throat> strange archetype roles in the town, and the stranger archetype is almost always a badass, particularly in America, mm-hmm. in the hands of America, American cinema. <clears throat> he's a man without a past. We don't know anything about him except that he's a badass and that he has mm-hmm. some, usually ends up being revealed that he has some kind of code that he lives by. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. this is definitely a he. It's very rarely do we get a stranger archetype that's a woman. Uh, and in mm-hmm. fact, particularly in American cinema, I can't really think of one unless it's like, you know, obviously someone just doing a Western with a, with a female lead sort of just shoehorned in, just, just dropped in. Quick in the Dead. That was Quick in the Dead, yeah, yeah. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone, yeah, exactly. Lead Western. 
Yeah, yeah. Can't remember the plot real well, but it was something like that. Yeah, Sam Raimi's. <laughs> it's been a while since I saw that. Um, I'd have to check it out. But anyway, um, so the, the Wolverine as a stranger archetype in general fits the Western motif brilliantly. So it takes it was it's interesting that it's taken this sort of long because even in Lo, in Old Man Logan, they're definitely referencing that. And this is something you said. Absolutely, last, yeah. Yeah, this is something you said last podcast where that comic feels like you know. Filmed in Cinemascope, you know, it's definitely open yeah. vistas and like, um, and that's totally all over this movie. I mean, let's let's be honest, this movie is, it's a mashup superhero western road trip movie, right? Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool, and therefore it's a yeah. different type of superhero film. Now, this is an interesting yeah. question. I think this is an interesting Absolutely. Question. Yeah. And there's another interesting question. Do you think this will allow people to make other types of superhero films now like or do you think this is just going to be a one-off they did it because they had the the power to do it because hugh jackman was walking away um you know mm. for better or for worse james mangold was directing it for the second time and he's not like mm. it doesn't look like he's you know and he's got a very varied career so i don't think he's looking to stay in superhero films forever what do you think that's interesting uh, i i hope so because there's you know there's yes. a lot of talk about whether this is a standalone and wow. you know as maybe uh, that's what you're getting towards, like as um, whether it has to fit in other continuity or not. I mean, if if what you're saying is, do we can we make comic films that are just a coherent story of themselves that pick maybe one, even if they're co totally sourced from one specific storyline in the comics, which, as we know in comics, if if you're a comics fan, you get adaptable to the fact that the storylines don't really match up with each other you yes. just start to live you just start to live with that yeah right because you, you have start to, to be like there's no such thing as 50 year continuity that's why <laughs> right right there's just no such thing they do their best and they should do shout outs and, and attempts to continuity right. but in the end you have your favorite story arcs where it was just wolverine ended up in this situation and this happened to him right. and he did this right and you and 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 a brilliant story comes out of it you know mm. alternate universe whatever you want to call it and yes right. that's better than all the movies mucking up about where Wolverine comes from, and I want to get right. back to that point because it's interesting on the in the Western reference. Yeah, we it, in in a lot of those westerns, it ends up. Hopefully, it's about it's not so much about where the stranger comes from, but mm. how he ends up acting. Right. You know? And it's similar to Wolverine again because in Wolverine's case, you don't even want to know where he comes from because the fucking story is too fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking convoluted. So again, if all of those no. earlier movies were all the oh, I'm going back to Alkali Base. Oh, look, here's the weird general guy who pumped me full of adamantium. There are all these reveals that should be a character building process, but they aren't. And mm. here it's just kind of like you just, what's the French word? They accompli or whatever. The guy, it, 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 you could just go in the movie, oh, look, there's a guy who's with with swords in his hands and he's <laughs> old and disillusioned. Like, right. let's just start there and not even worry about, and, and now some shit is happening. And he has to take care of an old man. I mean, you know, did that yeah. make any sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's tell those stories. Yeah. Let's not have the X-Men Assemble movie again. I'll admit, because when I saw it, and I, you guys, if you go back to listen to actual episode 21, you'll, you'll hear me say that I'm not sure people are going to like this thing for the reasons I like it. <laughs> and these are the reasons I like it. The, the violence, the, 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 the treating of the character, the slow pace, the whatever. And people are fucking digging it, man. They are fucking loving it. Oh, and apparently it's apparently, number one in all the, yeah, all the countries, right? It, I guess. I don't even know. I haven't even followed. I just everything I've even come tangentially encountered uh, review-wise has been they've been – 
going crazy. And of course, I now feel like yes. the crazy man in the forest who's been screaming for this yeah. kind of stuff and it finally shows up. And then I'm, I'm just like, see, see, like just take the shit seriously and take it yeah. and be honest with the characters and be honest with what their powers are and how they interact and all this. Other and you'll actually tell a good fucking story and it yeah. can be a small story. It doesn't have to be a giant blue fucking light into the sky every time. Um, sure. And, and you'll get somewhere. Which is interesting because I do want to talk about James Mangold's last pass at this, which I made the mistake of going back and trying <laughs> to watch, which is The Wolverine. And it's That's Wolverine Goes to Japan, right? That was... Right. Wolverine Goes to Japan, okay. which is a fantastic which is the source material for that is is Frank is um is Chris Claremont and Frank Miller's limited yeah. edition limited series, Wolverine One through Four. Um, where they establish a certain kind of and some X Men. Let's be fair. There's, oh yeah, no. Eventually they do. He, he does that in X Men issues. Well, yeah. After the, the 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 thing comes out, right? After yeah. the miniseries comes out, absolutely, it becomes a key part of his past. And what they fuck up in that so much, which is surprising, because the relationships in this one are, are so solid. Now maybe it's because they can't fuck up seventeen years of of, of stuff. I don't know. Is that the mm. relationships in the Wolverine are garbage? The the dialogue is terrible. Everything yeah. is pasted on top of each other. It's, it's fucking um, melodramatic shit. It's a melodramatic shitstorm, and look how weird Japan is on top yeah. one on top of each other, and yeah. which is crazy pants to me because a couple things because number one, I think the source material handles that handles that stuff much much better. Even though yes, it's still a, a bit more, uh, still a bit of a white you know whatever. Logan shows up and is a badass and yeah. I mean, he's a white guy. Okay, yeah. sorry, excusing that. The relationships, at least in that, sort of honestly develop a little bit. Yeah, Mariko is a little here and there. But what's crazy to me is that it's the same guy who directed The Wolverine somehow actually gets the relationships right in this one, mm -hmm. in Logan. Um, any thoughts on that? Like, it's <laughs> and, and again, this is a relation. This is a guy that directed, wrote, and directed Copland. Not, I, I'm a huge fan of that either. But. Um, and he did uh, Walk the Line, which is a fantastic – I love that fucking movie, and I'm not a big biopic guy. Um, I, he did 310 to Yuma, another Western, which actually is pretty oh, decent. Yeah, that was but then he shits out things like Kate and Leopold and Night and Day. So yeah. I, I do not know what to do with this filmmaker. Like I do not know where to put James Mangold. Like I, I don't get him like at all. I, I am a fan of that guy's first movie. Did you ever see his very first independent film called Heavy? I think for Copland. I think I did. This is a girl in a trailer park. Am I crazy? That's a fair. No, it's 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 a fat guy is has a crush on Liv Tyler, the pretty waitress. Oh, that's all. It's a very small indie movie. Yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. It's a very tiny little characters in a small town relationship. Right, and it's Pruitt, and I it's, saw it was, it's fucking Pruitt Taylor Vince, right? Am I crazy? Huh? Pruitt Taylor Vince what? plays the dude. Pruitt. Taylor Vince, the guy with he, the crazy eyeball, he, plays plays he, the dude, right? He he may. I, I did not know who plays the dude. It was okay. a fat, sad guy. Fat, it sad was guy. Much in the, yes. The Marty vein of films, and I just bring that up because, you know, he did go. Mangle did go on a path to make these varied kind of Hollywood large uh, scale films. Yeah. Uh, but that's just uh, from that from that first movie he had the night <clears throat> he knew about. Relationships, you know, about real awkward right. male female things. Yeah, uh, he's never had a, you know, no, it, it, and he's he's not the super showy, fast cutting director. He had a sense of yeah. sort of classical pace. 
Yeah. And for that, yeah, you need a, uh, I didn't seen all those sucky movies you mentioned, and I'm willing to chalk up the Wolverine bit to like maybe he's, you know they not comfortable with the whole you know getting translating to Japan cultural context, and a lot of people aren't and aren't good yeah. at it, but they force them to do it anyway. Yeah. But I think yeah, given skill with relationships and affinity for westerns, I think mm-hmm. it's natural that he arrived at this point. And thank God yeah. they did. Yeah. Because it could have been like in space or something terrible <laughs> like that. But instead they chose a good a good setting. Yeah. And like composed it so it's all in one piece. And just, you know, happy about that. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it's, he's he's confusing to me as as a filmmaker. I'll, no, I'll but, be honest. But, and that's yeah, no, I take, and that's I what I point, and but. I think what I mean. And this is the other thing. This is what I mean by people sort of underestimating the superhero genre. If you just treat it right, like I think if he had just taken his sensibility with relationships and put it into the Wolverine, just the other the previous film, you might have had something. But like I think he just fell prey to like, oh, it's superheroes, it's guys with knives in his hands. Let's do this mm. stuff. Um, yeah, and possibly. focus on all the wrong things. Anyway, that's fine. Uh, enough speculation about that garbage. Um, uh, we do still secretly still want that good Wolverine in Japan movie. Now, are though. you I kidding? Of the, course I do. Like, yeah, that's, like no, that's the uh, one that, would, that would, everyone would enjoy. It would be. But bad. you know what? I think he'd actually have to learn Japanese for the movie. I think that's the only of way. Of course. That would sell it. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. <laughs> Logan's supposed to speak Japanese. I mean, that's like part of his thing. Like he's supposed right. to speak Japanese. That's part of the reason. It seems to work in the comic storylines. Of course, it's a trick because, you know, they just say he's speaking Japanese, but there's this sense that he's actually entering the culture and we get to have right. that. Yes. It's a subtle detail, but it counts. Anyway. It counts a lot, um, which will be... <laughs> we're, we're probably still never going to get that movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> and you could also do go back to it with uh, Kitty Pride and Wolverine as well. Um, yes. Um, uh, with Someday. The Ogin. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we're, we're closing in on 30 minutes here. <laughs> I, I'm going to make you go on record, brother. Okay. Are they going to recast him? Or what are they going to do with the character? Because fo- there's no way Fox is going to fucking let this rest, right? So oh, what yeah, are they going to do with the character? I want you, I want you <clears throat> to make a guess. I will make one, too. I don't have one. I'll make mine up while you're talking. <laughs> uh, uh, I would say, yes, based on the... The artistic and money success of this movie, you're probably right. They won't let it go. I would uh, well, I don't know. I'm 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 a Jackman guy. I'm on Team Jackman. He's I would not want coming, them to get there's it. There's no get way he's to... coming back, dude. There's no way he's coming back. What well what well, well then what are the options? If that's not an option, would they really recast or just don't do anything with it? Do you think they're gonna re what what do you think they're are they gonna reboot? The character inside the X Men. Okay, there's. Okay, let me. I'll give you some options. I, I think they're definitely going to go back to some story that happens before 2029, and oh. after, after, and after Apocalypse. They have a nice window there because it happens. Yeah, in the that's future. like 19, yeah, it's true. It's like 1987 to 2029. Okay. Yeah, they have this huge window. They can tell, uh, you know, to do the next X Men movie in, and. They will. They will need to have a Wolverine, and so they're going to recast. Wow, you're putting me on it. I'm putting you on a spot. I want it. I need you. I need an answer, brother. And you're gonna stick to it. It's gonna be recorded for all time. I I, I would go back in five years and check. Hugh Jackman, you know, a a a small continent or its monetary (laughs) worth, and just get him to do it again. Honestly, that's what I think they'll do. They'll just 
said, "Interesting." Here's two hundred right. million dollars just to do it one more time. And he, that's a that's that is an that's, option. I didn't I didn't even. I'm, I'll be honest with you. Some strange reason. Also, uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll be clever and just not recast, but bring X twenty three into the fold in some time warpy way and have that's have funny. that kind of character, but just have the the alternate version of her. Okay. Just that's uh, yeah. So basically, you're not backing me down to say they're going to recast because my guess and my hope is... Jackman no. comes back with the price of a small continent. Okay, no, yes. I hear you. That's, I mean, price of a small continent is hard to turn down. I understand. I think even for even for artists, <laughs> artists of Mr. Jackman's caliber. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I'm 100% positive they're going to... Uh, do a reboot i think they're gonna try to reboot this thing i don't think it's gonna go well um and i think they'll probably rush it because fox loves to rush productions they have a history of doing that i think within two or three or maybe on the outside four years you're gonna get a reboot i don't know what it's gonna be called it's gonna be called something stupid like wolverine redux or um redux colon wolverine or logan redux james (laughs) some bullshit or maybe they'll call it James because they'll be obsessed with one na- one right, name, maybe, yeah. whatever. And I'm and they'll recast with uh, I either uh, I think probably either somebody massively bankable like Tom Hardy for a f- couple of films, or they'll go completely unknown and they'll be a massive whatever. There'll be a big brouhaha about that. Um, and I think they're gonna reboot a whole new storyline. I I really don't think Wolverine's gonna show up in any more X Men movies. Um, hmm uh that's i don't know or if they do it will be they'll do a standalone i don't know how they do that yeah i don't know i mean i don't know i don't know but my 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 thought is they reboot i think they recast and they reboot and recast and yeah and they go from a whole new whatever because i don't think this that this was this (laughs) that this was the wolverine generations i don't think this was hugh jackman passing the torch to x23 i don't think we're gonna get an x23 film I doubt it. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Oh, no, I don't think we're going to get an X-23 film. I think just uh, if I controlled the world and had that particular mm. conundrum, I would in, I would uh, introduce X-23 somehow back into current X-Men continuity. If we wanted that to makes that sense. Character, some sense. Some version of her, and then you get to update uh, with... Uh, and I don't know why I'm just without spoiling the Jackman legacy. I don't know. Yes, we could get a shorter guy to do it. Fine, please. <laughs> yes, please. That would that that would satisfy a few a few things. A but, few things. Um, That's an interesting point. I like the idea that like X twenty three. Okay, here's 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 my bullshit call. X twenty three becomes fifteen and gets sent back in time and shows up in the X Men timelines as a fifteen year old. Uh, and so you get a Wolverine-like character in the X-Men world, and that makes people happy. And then they totally reboot the Wolverine timeline uh, with a new actor, with a new whatever, and it has nothing to do with uh, the rest yeah. of the X-Men. The, the X-Men. Oh, are you, are you listening, Fox? You can double on your <laughs> double your money with no continuity there. Exactly, that's a good yeah. idea, Christopher. That's, yeah, that's good. my that's like my that. That, that's my thought yeah. that they get a Wolverine-like character into the X-Men continuity, yeah. and then whatever. Because also, I'm also not a fan of them handing the X-Men fucking world over to uh, to Raven Darkholm. I mean, I think whatever. I mean, Mystique oh god. Too. I mean, without weird. starting on the whole complaining about the yeah. X-Men movie is trading again, but yes, yeah, sorry. Like, I Nothing. mean, I'm pretty sure. Brian Singer's world 
has never really liked Wolverine that much either. I mean, like they have to give him screen time because, but I think he's never vibed with him. I yeah. think he'll vibe better with the sort of younger, daintier, cool female slasher. Maybe. Frankly, I think that's what he likes. <laughs> he, like, he likes these sort of fresh-faced Amber Crombie and fish-looking people. Yes, he does. He likes for the pretty people. Good or ill, mainly for ill. Anyway, no, we're not getting on that. Whole so train, let's not get on that. We're not getting on the train. Okay, all right. Sum up. Okay. We're done here. I just want to sum up what yeah. your feelings on Logan. Uh, maybe you could tell <clears> me what what surprised you the most, or what, what 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 no no what made you the happiest in this movie? What was what was your happy? What was your what, one of your major happy things in this movie to, to to wrap us up here? There are quite a lot of happies. Um, I guess I'll just be go for the easy one, which is says when we got to the final scene. Mm. You know, there are a lot of bullshit movie rules about movie making, but one of the true bullshit rules is if you can get to a good final scene, all the other shit is worth it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All the other problems are forgiven. Yeah. And they did. And spoiler alert, um, that part where he's been massively fucked up and he's impaled on a tree and he just starts chopping at the branch Find that's the... impaling him yeah. to get him off. Ah, oh, God, I, I almost lost it. That's pretty brilliant. I know, that was, for me, that was a classic classic x-men kind of moment perfect yeah, thing to happen. and so much emotion and the girl girl's really selling it and jackman yeah. is really selling being mortally wounded yeah and not and not like oh i'll give you some flowers or i'll give you some medicine but like i'm just gonna chop chop this, this fucking this limb thing off that you're impaled on. <laughs> ah, so ah. Good. Ah, and the whole good point. closure of that yeah I, mm. I, I was i was happy with that i mean for me Again, if you want to listen to the last podcast, you can hear me rave uh, angrily, uh, rage, sorry, angrily about how they've killed him in the comics that most of the time it's, it's bullshit. It doesn't work. This, the idea that his adamantium is, is finally poisoned him, so has poisoned his body so much to the fact that his healing, maybe because he's older, his healing factor can't keep up with it, is so goddamn genius and so poignant that the thing that may, you know, outside of his healing factor, the thing that makes him Wolverine is the thing that's killing him. And the fact yeah. that they withhold that information for so long that it's not just dropped into your lap from second 20, right? It really takes about an hour before you really figure out why he's dying. I mean, um, mm. they drop some hints here and there, and that if you're smart, you know, whatever, you can pick it up. But. And the way they never even really say it, they just say, you know, you're being poisoned by something. He walks out of the doctor's office and says, I know, mm -hmm. I know what's poisoning me, right? Mm -hmm. That is fucking, that is good writing, ladies and gentlemen. That is such poignant, good shit that makes, it makes it make sense. And that like, and then of course he gets, he dies in a fight. I personally hate the Marvel instinct to like always make them fight basically themselves a badder versions of oh, themselves. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was a major misstep. That was a major misstep. X-24 is stupid um, and lame, but again, Marvel's obsessed with this for whatever reason. But I was hoping for Cyber or Omega Red. I was really hoping for Omega Red. Uh, I like yeah. Omega Red. You're an Omega Red. <clears throat> All right. Um, but, you know, whatever. Just X-24, I'm afraid. I'm sorry, ladies. It's, 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 people, it's it's just it's dumb. It's just really dumb. Um, <clears throat> and... 
And I also hate the fact that they made the fucking first movie canon with that stupid bullet, but whatever. Um, uh, okay. Uh, so that, because that's where the adamantium bullet comes from. Doesn't it come from the first uh, movie, if I'm not mistaken? Doesn't it come I, from I X-Men Origins Wolverine or whatever? And I can't I'm, remember that very well. I'm pretty sure someone, someone knew that and was talking about it, but I don't know what it is right now. <laughs> yeah, whatever. doesn't matter. Anyway, okay. so the fact that his adamantium is poisoning him, and then he just, in, in the service of helping x-23 and helping the new mutants right um yeah although i'm really pissed off i don't know why they made that kid richter and didn't make him sunspot but i'll i'll save that rant for somewhere other time because i really wanted to see some sunspot because richter's power is boring it's, it's stupid it's sunspot's way stupid. better sunspot's way fine and would be visually <laughs> awesome why um, do people like the earthquake power they have two earthquake powers powered uh, people now stupid anyway, anyway <laughs> so the thing i love i'm trying to talk about the thing i love about this thing <laughs> sorry the adamantium thing is great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. And the fact that obviously throughout the film, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about last podcast, he gets hurt and he gets hurt and he gets hurt and you see it and you see him move through the pain and have to deal with the pain. And I also love you. I must, again, Hugh Jackman, hats off to you. He does a great job of like having to carry the weight of his skeleton in every scene, right? Mm. And he really, and he never lets that shit go. Every scene, every time he moves, it's. And I know a lot of people are probably gonna think, "Oh, it's his pain." It's not his pain. It's the fact that that adamantium skeleton weighs a shit ton, and it's hard to fucking move now because he's constantly in. He's 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 old and he's in pain, and his healing factor isn't keeping up, so he can't. Yeah. He literally has to drag his ass everywhere, which is awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing I love. I, I thought that was the one of the best things about the movie. Um, if, that... if I may, I'd like to add to that because I'm agreeing Please. with you a lot. Yeah, Please. and it's, uh, like especially if that like that lands weirdly with all you young folks who maybe don't have metal in your skeleton and don't <laughs> know what that's actually going to. As speaking as someone who has some metal in their leg, oh yes, I really liked the whole the realism of mm-hmm. two old du- dudes trying to get a boat, but impaired by their, the, their weights, literally, mm-hmm. you know, they're just the, the creeping up of old wounds, whatever you want to call it, his, sure. his skeleton. Yeah. Professor X's mental power is going crazy. Yeah. I just, you know, so your, your body turns on you. Yes. man. Uh, when he gets to be crushed, the old dude, even your strengths turn out to be disadvantages. Yeah, and yes, and then also yeah. that this that that skeleton thing makes it sort of like classically tragic good writing because yes. there's not much he can do about it, right? There's, there's nothing, nothing he can do about it. Yeah, there's nothing he can do. It's just there, and it's his cross to bear, and it but it's instrumental to everything that happens. I don't know. So so that part is yeah, totally. That's great. for me. That's the best. You know, if yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming. From that premise, I think it would be hard to make a bad version of this movie. So, I mean, well, it could have been all X-24. That would have been bad. Uh, that would have been horrible. Um, so there you go. All right, fine. Um, so you could have. Anyway, so... Which, by the way, X-24, not a bad idea in principle, except why does it have to be, like, the faceless, personality-less version? Yeah. Why couldn't you do, like, the other mm-hmm. rage side of Logan? Why should you yeah. give him a personality? Yeah. And then right. It would have been inter- uh, interesting, bad lo- really bad Logan versus ostensibly good Logan. But whatever. Yeah, so they fucked that up. Yeah, they fucked up. But, um, anyway, but so still, still pretty good. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's, I, it, yeah, I'm, I, I'm going to see it a second time and probably a third time. And by that time, we'll see if the magic wears off. But man, it's pretty solid. There are lots of there's things I hate in it. X24, I really, really despise. I really dislike. Um, 
and uh, I'm not a big fan of the Shane stuff. Um, and we haven't even talked about Professor X, but we're not going to because we're over time. But um, yeah. uh, I like the portrayal of Professor X. Um, it's good. Caliban was, was pretty great. Um, it was nice to see um, uh, what's-his-name uh, in that part. Um, yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Stephen Mangan is a good actor, and it's nice somebody – again, he they let him play a real character there, which was cool. Okay, yeah. seriously, I'm wrapping up. All right, anywho, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's well, this, we're uh, episode 21 XLA, um, t- X21 episode A, 14,000, whatever is over. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, next week, Mr. Dom is on a, uh, is on a writing retreat. Good for Dom. Um, you want to, you want to, you want to, no, no, I'm not talking. We don't have to see what I'm doing next week. All right, we'll just see what happens next week. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, it's possible that there will be a there will be a um, there will be a, a guest host next week for Dom uh, as he as he's off doing his thing. Um, sorry, I also completely forgot at the top of the, well, we didn't really call an audible because this is an episode 22. So episode 22 is going to be about Danny Boyle. Uh, we'll see if that holds up, but if not, like I said, we may need to call an audible to uh, to get a guest host in here and, and do something else. <gasps> we'll see. I'm sorry. You'll just, we'll you guys will just have to hang on. It'll be it's a cliffhanger. Um, thanks. We've been elevating the genre. I've been Christopher. That's been Dominic. Dominic. And thanks so much again. Uh, if you love us, we love you. Please find us. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, comment, like, subscribe. Ciao. Thanks very much. <laughs>